Thank you for listening in today. The word of God is clear. Before anything or anyone existed, God created heaven and earth. He prepared a magnificent place for all living things. And because he foreknew what was to come because of sin, he created a grandeur of heaven, a place that we as his children cannot imagine yet long to be. You'll want to take notes, so have your Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander tells us about the indescribable place called heaven, a place reserved for the children of God. Father, may this church stay true to the Great Commission. You hold the church, believers, responsible for dispensing the gospel to those who are perishing, those who are despondent, those who are confused, those who are lost. Father, help us to catch a fire in doing that which you've called us to do. Help me now to preach your word in the power of the Spirit. In Jesus' name, and all God's children said, amen. God bless you. Turn with us to Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 through 8. This is part two of our series on heaven. And God has given me much more insights And so we'll just stay right here as God speaks through this precious book of Revelation. Amen? Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 through 8. Have your Bibles, open it. Revelation 21, 1 through 8. When you find it, say amen. Amen. Okay, there you'll find these words. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderous, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Once again, I want to preach from the subject of heaven. Most people are afraid to even approach the book of Revelation because of fear of not understanding the symbolisms and the various interpretations. However, Revelation chapter 1 verse 3 says, Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is near. My friends, If we only would take God at his word and realize that we are very blessed by reading the book of Revelation, hearing and obeying the words of this particular book, it will serve as a tremendous source of comfort 
reassurance and hope in a world filled with deception. This book will give direction and comfort and hope in a world that's replete and filled with lies, psychics, false teachers, uncertainty, in a world filled with doubt, fear, and death looming everywhere. Just as Genesis gave us our origins, the beginnings, Revelation is the culmination of the canon of Scripture. We can have a tremendous sense of peace knowing how God will wrap up human history and usher his people right into the eternal state with him. The closing chapters of this book, my friends, give us a foretaste of glory divine as we delve into the subject of heaven. Say heaven. Say it again. What a wonderful word. We don't use it enough. It's where we're going and we need to be exploring our future home. Uh, But before we get to heaven, let's talk about hell just for a moment. What happens to those who die without Christ? You need to write that down. I don't want you to miss the point. That's That's why we are issuing out those cards because hell is really that bad. What happens to those who die without Christ? You need to know what happened. Number one, they go straight to hell and will be forever absent from the presence of Christ to be tormented forever with no hope of reprieve or pardon. I'll repeat it again because I know you're writing. Uh, those without Christ, they go what? How? Straight. Say straight. Straight Straight to hell and will be forever absent from the presence of Christ. To be tormented forever with no hope hope of reprieve. No reprieve. No hope of pardon. Now that's hell, my friends. Let me give you a scripture on that so you can just see how grim it is. Look at the Gospel of Luke, chapter 16, verse 22b through 26. Luke, chapter 16, verses 22b through 26. And there you'll find these words. Luke 16, 22b through 26. It says, the rich man also died and was buried. And being in torment in Hades, he lifted up his eyes. Look. He's in a state of consciousness. He's conscious. You know, he can see. His eyes, he can see. In hell, you can see. And saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Then the rich man who was in hell, he cried out and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. And send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his feet finger in water and cool my tongue. Now, what was that going to do when his whole body, he has a body prepared for eternal punishment. His body will be burning and yet never consume. It is an imperishable body that will burn forever and yet not be consumed. Wow. And so I don't know what that would do to him, but he wanted something. He wanted relief so badly He just wanted a dab. Send Lazarus, God, 
that he may dip the tip of his finger in water. I'm hot, in other words, and cool my scorching tongue. In other words, I'm on fire. It's, it's an incomprehensible heat that you cannot explain, my friend. Look what it says. For I am tormented in this flame. Flame. Everybody that miss heaven, they will be forever tormented in eternal flames. But Abraham said, son, remember that in your lifetime, what was that while he was on earth? You receive your good thing. You, you fare sumptuously. Now, the man didn't go to hell because he was rich, by the way. There will be rich folk in heaven, and there will be some poor folk in hell. <laughs> so, that, no, 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 no. He, he, did, he didn't go to hell because he was, he was rich. He, he went to hell because he did not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. But Abraham says, son, remember. Oh, underline that word, Remember. In other words, not only do you have consciousness, but you have the ability to recall. You can remember. And what makes hell so agonizing is that you will remember every opportunity that you had to receive Christ, but you put him off. Every opportunity that the preacher stood and said, come to Jesus, and you said, not now. Every opportunity you had to read your Bible, every opportunity you had to come to church, but you dismiss God. Remember, remember when they knocked on your doors and you said, leave me alone. Remember when that person on your job uh, read the Bible and you got resentful. Remember, remember when you were obstinate and rebellious against God. Remember, you will have perfect memory without dementia. That's right. Perfect recall of every instance that you had of every opportunity to receive Christ, but you rejected him in your obstinance and rebellion. Remember that in your lifetime, while you live, whether it was 15, 20, 30, 40, 80, 90 years, remember in your lifetime, you received your good things. Oh, you fare sumptuously. You ate well. You could care less about people. It was all about you. Without God. You, you were drunk in your materialism. You were drunk in your selfishness. You were drunk with this world's good without Christ. And likewise, Lazarus, evil things. But now he is comforted. Why? Because he's in paradise heaven. And you are tormented. And besides... All this between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot. And by the way, anybody in heaven don't want to pass and go to hell. Okay, but he was just making a point. You, you cannot pass. Nobody, want to pass. nobody will want to pass from heaven to hell anyway. But if they could, they, if, they, if they wanted to, they couldn't because of a great gulf fixed and those who... And look, nor can those pass from there to paradise. In other words, they can't come to you and you can't go to them. No jailbreaks. No pass. No plea bargain. No anything. Forever. Without God. In flames. Out of darkness. Weeping and gnashing of teeth. How long? Forever and ever and ever. With no Hope. 
Let me say it again. What happens to those who die without Christ? They go what? Straight to hell. Straight. And will forever be absent from the presence of God to be tormented forever with no hope of reprieve or pardon. And you say, well, hell is hell the end? No, it's the beginning of eternity without God. Because look at Revelation chapter 20, verses 12 through 15. It's all in your Bible, my friend. And I know many of you being educated. Stop reading all this, this uh, fairy tale stuff and get straight to the Bible. Uh, Revelation 20, 12 through 15. You hanging with me, say amen. You need to look at every passage because you need to be educated on the reality of hell and the lake of fire. It says, and I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and the books were open. That's the day of accountability. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. For all your deeds in this, as you lived in this world, you will give an account of those things. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. Verse 13, and the sea gave up the dead who were in it. You know, some folks think they can get by God. <laughs> you can't get by. I don't care where you go. You can cremate, get cremated. You can, you can get yourself thrown into the sea and let a big shamu swallow you up. <laughs> God knows how to sovereignly reconsummate you, and you will stand before the great white throne judgment for those who know not the Lord. This is the judgment of the wicked dead here in this text. And, and, and if you're in the sea, the sea going to cough you up. And death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. Wow. You will stand before God. Hell will burp everything up. <laughs> and they were judged each one according to his works. Verse 14. Then death and Hades were cast in the lake of fire. This is the second death. Hell and death will ultimately be cast where? In the lake of fire. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Fire and brimstone burning and burning and burning you, 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 you have consciousness. You can see. You can talk. You can feel. You can interact. And, and you're utterly, utterly miserable. No hope. No pardon. No reprieve. That's why we give you those cards. That's why we are so passionate about the Lord Jesus Christ. Folk get all bent out of shape with sideline stuff. We need to learn to keep the main thing the main thing, and that's getting folk to Jesus. Why don't you say amen? Getting people to Jesus. Getting people to Jesus. Some people say, well, I don't mind hell. It's going to be my friends are down there. Oh, it's so dark. You can't see them. No light down there. You can't see a thing. It's just out of darkness, out of utter misery. No parties down there. No party, no good time down there. And you know what? There are degrees of punishment in hell just like there are degrees of rewards in heaven. That's a whole other aspect that I don't have time to talk about. You got people like the Hitlers and 
And all these folks, they will be, hell is hell for everybody. It's torment for everybody. But even in hell, there are degrees of punishment in the misery. That's a whole other subject with scriptures all to that. And in heaven, some folk will get saved and others will be rewarded. They're not just going to get saved. They will be rewarded because they did more than somebody just got saved and just sat around. Okay, so there are degrees of rewards in heaven and degrees of punishment in hell. Okay, I hope I scared the hell out of you. Okay. <laughs> Go to heaven. <laughs> okay, now, let's, let's get to the positive, positive side now. We're talking about heaven, but I just wanted to just add that little bit. God gave me that. Oh, you know, God gave me all that just this morning, by the way. Just this morning, I work on my messages until it's time for me to come out and preach. So now, the transitional question I pose to you now is, how do we get to heaven? How do we get to heaven? Everybody talking about heaven ain't going there. That's the first thing I want to say. How do you get to heaven? You got to know how to get there. You just can't hope you get there. You got to know what? How to get there. To heaven. How do you get to heaven? Number one, boring the rapture, you have to die to get there. Boring the rapture. If the rapture comes, you escape death and you'll be changed in a moment in the twinkling of the eye. But if you're not raptured, guess what? You are going to what? Doesn't matter about your personality, doesn't matter about your good works, doesn't matter about your race, your political preference. It doesn't matter about any of these things. All of us, unless we're raptured from time into eternity, we are going to die. Okay, die. And so, and you know what? Uh, You're going to, you die. And just like those without Christ go straight to hell, those in Christ go what? Straight to heaven. You say they do. Yeah. No purgatory. No somewhere you got to stop kind of make amends for all your sins on earth. And, oh, 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 that's far into scripture. Let me just show you how straight you get there. Y'all want to ride with me? Luke 16, 22a. Luke 16, 22a says, so it was that the beggar in that same passage died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. He didn't stop. Wasn't no purgatory. Wasn't no in-between stopping and all of this kind of stuff. He was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom, which typifies heaven by the angels. Swing low, sweet chariot, coming to carry me home. I looked over here. I looked over there. And what did I see? Coming to carry me home, a band of angels coming after me, coming to carry me home. Angels carried him to Abraham's bosom. Uh, you, you go straight. First Corinthians fifteen twenty says this. In other words, your body, flesh and blood can't get there. It says, now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. You can't get to heaven in the present state that you're in now. 
Did you get what I said? You say, I can't. No, you can't. Why? Because the scripture just said, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. You have to be transformed. Your body cannot handle all of God's Shekinah glory. It's too much glory for these frail, finite uh, bodies to handle. Even when Moses saw the backside, that was just about too much for him, and he had an afterglow because of that. You can't handle God's glory in this physical flesh and blood body. You have to be equipped with a body that can handle the glory of Almighty God. Now, this I say, brother, in that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Wow. So your body has to change. There has to be a change. Uh, Philippians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. Look at that text. Philippians 3, 20 and 21. It says, for our citizenship is in where? Heaven. Now, you might have your citizenship papers down here. You might be proud to be American, but you know what? More than being American, I, I want to be happy that I'm a citizen of heaven and my passport is Jesus Christ. For our citizenship is in heaven from which we also eagerly await for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will look, underline this, transform our lowly bodies. Transform our loaded body that it may be conformed to his glorious body. Your body will be transformed. It's a lowly body. It, it is a body that's deteriorating. It is a body that's gradually fading away. But you will have a body that's transformed, conformed to his glorious body according to the working by which he is able to subdue all things to himself. Wow, there has to be a transformation of body. So to go, to, to get to heaven, you, you go straight. And how do you get there? Number two, to die in Christ. That's how you get to heaven. You have to be where? In Christ. Say in Christ. To die in Christ is to go immediately into his presence, in Christ. Now, let me just say this. Y'all really listening this morning. I can see you're internalizing. You're either in Christ or you're out. There's no 15 ways about it. You're either in Christ or you're out. You either know him or you don't. Huh? You're either sheep or you're goat. You're either saint or you're ain't. You either know him or you don't. That's right. That's right. So, so in Christ, you slump in that sleep, slump in that seat, and die at this very moment. Instantly, you are in the presence of God. Just like that, before you can comprehend. Oh, probably astonishing and astounding that all of a sudden you're there, there, just like that. Just like that, our beloved loved ones who have died, we're weeping and we're wailing on them and we ought to grieve, but not as if we have no hope because if you can ask them to come back, they say, you fooling yourself? I'm not coming back here. It's too great where I am. It's too great where I am. It's too great where I am. To die in Christ is to go immediately into his presence. 
He said, give me some more scriptures. I want to hang on that because you need to be educated in these things. You got it. You don't see a little light at the end of the tunnel, you know, all that kind of stuff. You got people say, oh, they went to heaven and they saw God and they came back to talk about it. Oh, no, they didn't. They just probably had too many ribs. <laughs> to die in Christ is to go immediately into his presence. Give me some more scriptures. Glad you said that. Philippians 1.21. Philippians 1.21 says, For to me to live is Christ. Everything is about living for Christ, honoring Christ, glorifying Christ, worshiping Christ, paying my tithes to Christ, sharing the name of Christ. And to die is gain. Why is it gain? Because you go immediately into the presence of God in heaven. Acts chapter 7 verse 59 says, Acts 7 59 says, And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Receive my spirit. In other words, he saw God standing. And he said, oh, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He knew he was going straight to heaven in the presence of God. That's why God was standing up. God was standing up because he was waiting to receive his child who was about to be stoned and being stoned. In 2 Corinthians 5, 8, it says, we are confident. In other words, ain't no doubt about it. <laughs> ain't no doubt about it. We are confident. Yes, well pleased. Rather to be absent from the body, that's when you collapse and die, and to be present with the Lord. God is real. When we accept him as our Lord and Savior, the indwelling Holy Spirit becomes alive in us. And as indescribably good as that is, the best is yet to come. In heaven, God himself will live among his children. No more problems, no more pain, no more preparing for the worst, because the worst will no longer exist, nor will we remember that it ever did. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located in Palmverse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.